The following presentation is brought to you by The Mutual Network. Better living through audio. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Audio drama in the age of Arthur. The Table Round. Marie, my darling wife, I have returned home. Merrick, husband and friend, I have missed you these three nights. I am home now. That is all that matters. Yes, but... Speak, wife. I have a certain thing to ask of you, but I fear to anger you in the asking. Come to me, my love. What would you have? For it is yours already. Darling Merrick, weary some other days you spend away from home. Three whole nights each week is my lord absent from my side. I know not where you go. Nor on what errand. Tis my custom. I rise from bed in the morning, sick at heart, so fearful. Tell me now where you go, and on what business. How may the knowledge of one who loves you so closely bring you to arm? I, I cannot. Do you ever love her? Who is she? By Jesus, lady, never. Then tell me. Marie, for the mercy of God, do not require it of me. If you knew, you would withdraw yourself from my love, and I should be lost. Then you are no true husband. No. Tell me. <sighs> then I shall do as you wish. But I fear nothing but evil can come if I tell you this secret. Come close, and I shall reveal all. The Immortal Legends of the Table Round The Lay of Beast Clavray Listen now to the tale of dreadful beasts known in all lands. The Breton people call it Beast Clavray, and it is known as the Garwalf in the Norman tongue. Throughout time, many a christened man has suffered this change and ran wild in woods with fury upon him. The Garwalf is a fearsome beast, lurking within the thick forest, mad and horrible to see. He goes to and fro seeking man in order to devour him. King, it would please the court if you went on a hunt the normal way, with a large party, and a huntsman, and lima, and hounds, and horses, and, and horns. It would be fine sport. I know, Grifflet, but where's the fun in that? This is how I grew up hunting in Forests of Oz. A man 
his bow and the woods, pure, just to be away from the noise of the court. I only bring you along to appease the Queen's worry. Not that I don't enjoy the company. Of, of course, sire. You sniff the air and kick bushes, I'll keep my eyes open for danger. Much obliged. Keep looking for deer, scat, and I will scan the wood for any peril. Yes, Grifflet. Peer into the distance while I protect you from harm. Enough, Grifflet. Aye, sire. Um, sir? Shh. My lord? Shh. Um, Shh. Arthur? What, man? Wolves, sir. Oh, my. How many? Um, it looks like twelve. Thirteen. <laughs> to me, Griffith. Keep your back to mine. Sword out, eyes open. I'll take the six to the north. You take the six to the south. Just slay any that get close enough. By the animal's knees. Look at the size of that black wolf. Dear Lord. New plan. I take the big black one, you handle the other twelve. Seems fair. Wait. The black one is threatening the others. They're backing down. I don't blame them. The black one's the biggest one I've ever seen. They're all backing away. No, that one's leaping. One just quartered midair and snapped its neck with one bite. If this thing eats us, Grifflet, I thank you for your service. Uh, I'll try to go first, sire. Perhaps it'll choke on me. I'll get stuck in his throat. I'll... Back, man. I have Excalibur. Uh, why isn't it attacking us? I don't know. I don't speak wolf. Is that wolf... Is it... Bowing? This is a marvelous thing. Here is a beast who has the sense of man. He abases himself before his king. <laughs> Quickly, before he changes his mind, sire, acknowledge him. Yes. <clears throat> wolf, I accept your service. The king returned to his hall, the wolf following at his side. When Arthur had brought him safely to his castle, he rejoiced greatly, for the beast was fair and strong. The king had much pride in his marvellous beast, and held him dear, ever to see that he was richly fed and kenneled warm. All the day the wolf sported with the lords, and at night he lay on a rug outside the chamber of the king, and all perceived the king loved the great wolf as his friend. Sir Hector, have you tried the finches? Remarkable! I can't believe how many Sir Lancelot brought in today. His hunting falcon was amazing. <laughs> Falconry, tis a foolish way to hunt. There's no vigor in it. 
Of course, I respect your wisdom, Sir Ector. But could your opinion have something to do with how your hunting falcon flew off and never came back? Uh, huh. hmm. Hi, King Arthur. I give you welcome and thank you so much for hosting this grand feast. <laughs> ah, get it off me! Ah, ah, <laughs> I am so sorry, dear knight. Wolf has never acted like that. Never so much as bad as teeth. Let me help you up. You should chain that beast. You have a king's apology, sir. Aye, my lord. That was... unexpected. Yes. There, there. Calm down, boy. What could have caused that? Your wolf is the most docile creature this court has ever known. I'm sure the fellow did something to deserve it. Who was that knight that Wolf attacked? Sir Bernard of, um, uh... Oh, isn't he the one who married Merrick's wife? Oh yes, that's him. He was one of Merrick's retainers. Twas a bit of a scandal how quickly they were wed once the bishop recognized Merrick as dead. A pretty woman can make a man eager. Petty gossip is beneath this court. Yes, sir. Oh, of course, of course. Still, tis troubling. Sir Marek vanished, what, six years ago? Seven, sire. Yeah, seven years. Not long after Baden Hill. And in all that time, not even a whisper of it. Marek was a knight of renown. It's inconceivable someone would have slain him and never taken credit for it. A good man. He surely deserved finer than whatever ignominious end he found. Raise your goblets, men. To Merrick. To Merrick. To Sir Merrick. Not long after, it came to pass that the king would hunt in that forest where the great black wolf was found, along with his wolf and fair company. At nightfall, the king abode within a hunting lodge in that county, now in the land of Dame Marie, who was once the wife of Sir Merrick. Good morning, Arthur. Some of uh, yesterday's boars already on the table. That's good. We worked up quite an appetite. Here you go, boy. Good chunk of boar. How's that gash in your leg, Griffin? It will heal. And I'll never underestimate a sow boar in heat again. Oh, Arthur, the uh, lady of the lodge wishes to see you. Dame Marie. Send her in, I suppose. Your glorious excellency, you honor our humble all with your presence. Yes, and we thank you for your hospitality. Whoa! Help me! It's gone mad! Father, help me! Get back! Woman, are you alright? Arthur, Arthur! Hold the animal! My face! Wolf, calm down! Calm! Cut that beast down! Calm down! You'll be alright, my lady. 
It's not so bad. Arthur, listen to me. This beast is always with you. He goes amongst us all and has not molested any man or done wrong to any, save only to this day. Kill it! It's mad! The wolf has only done evil to her and to Bernard, who is now her husband. This means something. Go on. This is madness. Dame Marie was the wife of Merrick, who vanished, and Bernard took his place. Question her straightly, so that she may tell why the wolf holds her in such mortal hate. For many a strange deed has some hidden meaning, as well we know. Dame Marie, <laughs> what do you know of this wolf? Nothing, my lord. I think you're lying. You're looking at wolf with recognition. Guilt, even. What are you hiding? N nothing. Have mercy, lord. I know nothing. Tell your king the truth. Gracious king, I cannot. Or shall I send for Merlin? <gasps> Do I summon my counsellor, the devil's no. son? No! I'll tell. I'll tell. But we don't know where Merlin is. But she doesn't know that. Then speak, woman. I will tell you my sad and horrifying tale. And you guess rightly. It all began with my husband Merrick and his dreadful secret. Yes, Lord. Do not require it of me. If you knew, you would withdraw yourself from my love, and I should be lost. Then you are no true husband. No. Tell me. Ah. <sighs> Then I shall do as you wish. But I fear nothing but evil can come if I tell you this secret. Come close, and I shall reveal all. Lady, I become... I become a wolf. A bee's clavre. What? I go into the deepest wood and feed upon flesh. I run and hunt and kill and live as a wild beast uh, for three nights. In the name of God, uh, how does this happen? I remove my clothes and once naked in the light of the stars, I become a great wolf. Where do you leave your clothing? That I can never tell. Or if I lost them, I would remain in the form of a wolf for all my days. My lord, my love, you must not, cannot hide anything from me anymore. Tell me. But I... Please! In the wood, by the stream, is the ruins of an old Roman bridge. On the north side is a large stone with a hollow in it. That is where I keep my raiment safe. Oh, wife, do not be afraid. Know that I love you with all my heart. And that is the truth. He told me his horrible secret. And my love for him died. I would never lay with such a creature again. So I sent for Bernard. Poor, sad Bernard, who had always loved me. 
and I tried to woo me before I married Merrick. If he would help me rid of my monster husband, I would grant him what he had coveted for so long. And you sent your lover to steal the clothes, imprisoning Merrick in wolf form. Yes, that creature there is my first husband, Merrick. Have you the clothes still? Answer the question. I do. Here, in this lodge. You should fetch them. It's getting hard to hold this beast back. Here. So, there are the clothes. What happens now? Well... Arthur, <clears throat> is it uh, proper to set his vestment before him in plain sight? Good manners would not allow him to change in front of us. Take Wolf to the bedchamber and put his clothes there. Then close the door and leave him alone. Yes, of course. Come, Wolf. Oh, uh, um, Marek? So, uh... How long does this take? Well, uh, one imagines that, uh... My Lord Arthur, I am restored. <gasps> Merrick, it is you. Embrace me, man. Help me stand by my king. Tis been seven years since I had to use only two legs. Welcome back. Merrick, I... I have been so worried all these years. Cease thy filthy lies, woman. I no longer have the teeth it would take to gnaw your face from your skull. So you otherwise hold no interest to me. You are as dull as you are wicked. But husband... Lady Marie, you betrayed your husband and took seven years from him. In return, he took a piece from your nose. I will deem no further penalty... Except, of course, that your lands and fiefdom are rightly the domain of Sir Merrick and will be returned to him. Thank you, my noble lord. And you, Merrick, will have a seat at my round table. You give me too great an honour. Nonsense. And now, Dame Marie, you and Sir Bernard will need a new place to live. And may I recommend it be far, far from here where none will hear this tale. <laughs> My king! <laughs> and all here shall be sworn to silence on this secret. Let Merrick come and go as he wills, always unquestioned, on the business of the king. You will never regret this, sire. I will proudly return to your service. Only one important question must be answered. And what's that, my lord? Do we get you a bed? Or do you want to keep sleeping on the rug outside my door? Hello, this is Jim Moon, and I played Sir Merrick. The story, Bees Clavray, 
is from the Lays of Marie de France, a collection of narrative poems written in the Anglo-Norman language near the end of the 12th century. Some scholars suggest the poet Marie de France was at the court of the famous patron of the arts, Eleanor of Aquitaine. In his book, Le Mort d'Arthur, Sir Thomas Mallory shortened the tale of Bisclavray into a single sentence. Written by Morgan Z. Soul, produced by Lindsay Smith, featuring Chandler Walpole as Arthur, Jim Moon as Merrick, and Holly Linden as Dame Marie. Also featuring the voice talents of T.J. Lloyd as Sir Grifflet, David Kendall as Sir Hector, and Mike Miller as Bernard. Original music by Nicola Branch. Additional music by Kevin McLeod. Your narrator was Nicola Branch. from the dead. Who knew you could pull that much of a man's brain out through the eye socket? A little keepsake for you there, Doc. Jesus, Harvey. What kind of monster are you? I don't know enough about those things to say. What do you know? Uh, just a bunch of old wives' tales and trucker stories. There's too many voices here! Too many dead souls! I have to leave now! Serena, you're very sick! You're trying to pull me back, don't you see? Campfire Radio Theater. You're crazy! Oh, not at all. The whole system works quite well, except for the patients, of course. The process tends to destroy brain cells, leaves them lacking in emotion, and, shall we say, somewhat simpler than the starter. Hear the fear at www.campfireradiotheater.com There's something behind me. Oh, dear God. Oh, no. Found you. Hello, hello, audio apocalyptica. This is Johnny Franks on Active Radioactive Radio for the Get Up and Go Radiation Dodger in all of us. Coming to you live from my mountaintop bunker with all the information you need to keep yourselves alive out in the wastes. Because you don't have a mountaintop bunker, do you? No, you do not. I mean, so I figure, because how many can there be? But, you know, if you do have one, shoot me a message and we can be bunker buddies. Which is kind of like bunk buddies, so maybe we're only one step away. And isn't that what's important? Finding a warm body, anybody, to keep you company through the long, frigid thermonuclear nights? Because here's how your host with the most sees things. This here is a public service, because the world is miserable. Your lives are miserable. Radiation, mutated horrors, neighbors will murder you for your last can of dog food, no indoor plumbing, miserable. But I finally figured out how to get my old broadcast antenna repaired. And I've got news, because Johnny's connected to the outside world. And I found boxes and boxes of music in the basement. And so I figure I've got such a big heart and am such a good guy, it was time for me to shout from the rooftops, Johnny's here, world! And you're gonna listen. Because what the hell else are you gonna do?
You're tuned into Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. Tomorrow is all things horror on Tuesday Terrors. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day. Or find Tuesday Terrors in your favorite podcast players. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.